Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is Thursday, aka pre Friday. I know what you guys are thinking it's not pre Friday, it's, it's Thursday, it's a T word. No, of course not. It's pre Friday. That means we are one day away, one night, one sleep away from the weekend, and I am happy about it. I hope everybody's having a fantastic week. Um, I'd like to start off this podcast with a little announcement. One second. I said some things on the last episode that might have ticked some people off. That might have made some people upset, you know. Certain games have big followings, and, you know, you can't appease everybody. And you, you might go a little crazy with what you say, so you might have to take things back. Um, I definitely said things on the last podcast that I'm not proud of. Um, that might be hurtful to people that might, they might not like what I said about maybe one of their favorite franchises out there. One of their biggest franchises out there. And I would like to take this time to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the fuck he wants. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, we're going to keep it going in honor of Conor McGregor. Drink my chalky milk, man. I hope everybody's having a fantastic day. I loved the last episode. I had fun on that one. So this episode, since there is absolutely no gaming news whatsoever on this beautiful Thursday, aka pre-Friday, that means we are going to dive into that review bag. You know, that review mother freaking bag. Today, we're going to be reviewing Dragon Ball Kakarot, or Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. We're going to be reviewing... Um, Windjammers 2 and Mario Golf. Three random games, but they're all from the three systems, the big three. So sit back, relax, and wait for those reviews. Uh, I will say I did complete Moon Knight, the show. No spoilers here. Um, I think I am postponing. I I had it planned to where I was going to do that episode for Thursday, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to save that episode for Monday due to the lack of anyone having time to watch the damn show it's only been out for a day so i'm not gonna like rush that out for anybody um but maybe monday or tuesday there will be a review dedicated to that um i am watching dr strange tonight so that means uh tomorrow's episode will probably be a review on dr strange um and you know as all my reviews go uh outside of these multiple review episodes um they will be first half spoiler free And I will clearly indicate, give a pause, whatever. I'll do multiple things and say multiple things to clearly indicate, give you time to turn it off if you need for the spoiler portion, uh, if you you haven't seen it. So, uh, and again, I know you're saying, hey, Jordan, why are you waiting for Moon Knight uh, when uh, Doctor Strange comes out literally the day after you're doing it? I get that. But at the same time, Doctor Strange is only two hours while Moon Knight is damn near six hours. Damn near five hours, whatever. It's close to that. Um, so, you know, two different bags here, okay? One's a longer commitment that you probably need to spend more time on. Doctor Strange is just a, a two-hour trip to the movie, so it is what it is. If you don't, if you can't watch the episode, if you uh, want to wait until after you watch the movie, then save it for whenever you watch the movie. But uh, as I said, the first half will be spoiler-free, so if you want to dip your toes into what what I think of the movie without it being spoilered, um, spoilered, hmm, spoiled, 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 clear cut case that's spoiled. Um, then no worries, you know, just tune in. First half will be spoiler free. Uh, 
So just giving you guys a scope of what's going on, I know that there's not a lot of gaming news, so there will be these review-style episodes. As I said, I wanted to go back and review a couple games. Um, and like I said, today we're doing Windjammers 2, Mario Golf, and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Uh, and yeah, uh, let's just get right into it. I don't really have much else to say. Um, the, you know, what I've been playing, I've always tell you guys, uh, today or yesterday, rather, I was playing Horizon Forbidden West and it's been a delight being back in that game, just clearing out the rest of the trophies I need for that, uh, platinum. Uh, I have the two most difficult trophies done. So the rest should be a breeze, but they will probably probably be time consuming because there are random things I have to do that I haven't really done or haven't really dove into or might have to do some side missions for, uh, which is unfortunate. But um, it looks like most of them are just going to places and completing things. Oh, I yawned. It was weird. Uh, so let's. Uh, um, I was about to say something. There, there's. A couple things I was watching. Moon Knight, man, I, I want to dive in, but I, obviously I can't. Uh, I'll just give it a little teaser. I did like it. <laughs> I did like it. How much I liked it, I don't, you know, I don't know. You'll have to wait for that review on, on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I've been playing Horizon. I played Warzone, actually. That's what I've been into. Uh, playing Warzone back with Jay and Jim, and that has been a lot of fun. That has been... A return to the battle royale style of game, and it has been very welcoming, and uh, very difficult, very challenging, and very well, like very, uh, what do you call it? Getting back in the like, very much getting back to my old ways on that game. Um, I got some crazy sniper shots today, doing my uh, sniper from Modern Warfare in there, and that that has been cool as shit. Like I love that they actually melded all the games together for that uh, Warzone mode now. So. Any of the collectibles, characters, weapons, whatever you had in Black Ops, Modern Warfare, or Vanguard, it's all available here. So um, it's re been really cool. It's interesting how that actually all works together and isn't all broken. But uh, I did run into a hacker today. That was one thing that happened that really pissed me off. He had a spotter grenade, which is a L2. You toss it, and it basically scans the area for enemies, and it'll highlight you through the through the walls. This man had one that he could constantly throw endlessly um, because he did it about 10 times to me. Um, he sent it out about like 10 times and you would just hear it go tink, tink, like rev revving up or whatever. And it would spot me every time. And I'm in a, I'm in a building. So I go into a room with no windows. I'm like, all right, let me see if it happens again. I hear it tink, tink, I get spotted again. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, so I just keep running. I start running out of the out of the building. They start shooting at me. I down one of the guys because they're fucking trash. That's why they cheat. And uh, the other guys, his other two teammates, basically tag team me and get me down. But uh, they did it right in front of me. I saw the guy throw it again. And like I said, it was endless. It wasn't just like, okay, here's two. Maybe the other player has two. No, this one was like, boom, boom. It was the same guy constantly throwing. So trash. What a trash thing to do. And... Yeah, it's just trash. Um, but that aside, I mean, I just I never understood the point of hacking and cheating and doing all that kind of stuff. Like, there's no joy in it. Uh, maybe immediate joy that you're getting these, you know, instant kills and wins and whatnot. But uh, you also should know that your your record is tainted, right? Like, wouldn't they kind of know that, like, yeah, you're getting a lot of wins, but what for? 
um, your record maybe? Like, is somebody going to see that and go, oh, wow, you got 30 wins. You're really going to sit back with, like, a straight face and be like, I got those legit or whatever, you know, like, I'm that good. Okay. Uh, it's just it's just cringy. Like, I, I don't get the point of it, but uh, you're only really – it's like you're entertaining yourself more than anything and kind of ruining fun for everyone else. Uh, but even still, like I said, uh, there, you know, outside of what I've been saying, it's, it's also a, there's a big troll presence in modern day internet. So, uh, it could just be that could just be people getting a kick out of it just for the fun of it, self-sabotaging and, um, you know, sabotaging others. So it is what it is. I, I feel like it's shitty, but, uh. You can't really stop it. I mean, they have so many things in place to stop hackers, but they get through each game, uh, each game's protection and little checks they have to do. There's always hackers in all these games, even ones with like really, really, really well detailed ha- uh, hack prevention things. Um, so there's that. You know, it is what it is. Uh, let's get into a couple of things that we need to get into. Um, there is a crossover with Clippy. Uh, if you remember, like in the old Word documents for Microsoft, they had that little clippy assistant, which is a little paperclip. Uh, apparently, there are some char- charms and things like that coming to Halo Infinite, the game that nobody plays anymore. And uh, if you are interested in that, then there's, you know, that's, that's that could be cool, maybe. Also, yesterday was May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, so there's a lot of Star Wars stuff out. There is a new trailer for Obi-Wan. Uh, which should be coming out at the end of the month, which looks amazing. It looks absolutely phenomenal. Uh, giving me a lot of nostalgic feels for like you know the 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 second trilogy, and bringing me back to the days where I was in theater watching episode three and episode two and uh, episode one even. So uh, awesome! Love seeing that kind of stuff. It is going to be weird to see a modern day um, Obi Wan kind of try to play you know, an older or a younger version of him, I guess, or I guess, I guess the semi older one, I guess it kind of works out same uh, age wise, but it is what it is. You know, it looks good though. If you haven't seen the trailer, go check it out. Uh, other than that, I don't think there are many notable news stories that we need to cover today. I mean, look guys, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You know, there's, there's nothing going on in gaming right now. It's fantastic. I love it. I love not having anything to talk about. I love having nothing to play. I love having uh, a backlog to attend to. You know, it's 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 a it's it's a, it's a it's a you know, it's just crazy. It's crazy, people. What are you guys playing? Well, like, what is what is keeping you guys busy during this slow period? Um, as I said in the you know the previous couple episodes, May isn't empty. There are a couple things coming out. Not the most exciting things, but there are things coming out. And June is right around the corner, which means that we are getting E3. So there are things to look forward to. We also have the confirmed Xbox showcase and potentially a Nintendo showcase of some sort or a PlayStation showcase of some sort. So a lot of things to look forward to over the next couple of months. But yeah, this May is going to be slow, boy. So hopefully the weather is nice outside for you guys if you guys aren't playing games right now. Uh, hopefully if you are playing games right now, you're hitting up some of that backlog, hitting up some of the uh, amazing games that have been releasing. I mean, there have been tons of 9s and 10s, well, not 10s, but a lot of 8s, 9s, and uh, a couple 10s that have come out over the past couple weeks and months to where you should be occupied, hopefully. Um, there are still games out there that I want to try, so I am still 
waiting to kind of dive into some of those or for them to go on sale. Uh, for instance, like Kirby, I definitely want to hop into that at some point. But uh, it's hard to keep me on one console right now. I feel like there's so much stuff where like, I'll come home and I want to play Warzone or I'll uh, come home and want to dive into the Platinum Run for Horizon or I'll come home and want to try something new or I'll come home and just want to play Call of Duty all day. Like it, It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Um, but yeah, man, let's just get right into the reviews. Uh, as I said, there's not a lot to talk about, so we'll just dive right in. These are games that are older. They are games that I do not believe I've reviewed and I for sure did not give a score for. So at the very least, we are getting scores out of this. But they are also games that kind of came and went. And I'd like to talk about them now. They are games that are I am semi-interested in. And I think that they were pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it. I'll start with Windjammers 2. Uh, I never played Windjammers 1. That's, that's a weird, you know, that's weird about it. That I actually really like that game, but I... Never played the first one. For a short stint, whenever that did come out on Xbox Game Pass, me and Steve and a couple other guys, Jay, uh, Groob, all friends hosted the show, we were playing that. It got really competitive. The setup of the game is really fun. It has that Rocket League style competitiveness and uh, equality where you both have equal opportunity to kind of slam on each other, AO, and you know, get, get, get points and, and, and have the upper hand either way. Like there's never a point for the most part where you're at a disadvantage. Um, I think the downside of this game when Jeremy's two might be that it did feel a little hollow. It was kind of content bare in my opinion. I think that whenever you're playing, it does get to a point where you're like, all right, it's gotten kind of boring. You know, it's not, it doesn't keep up the fun factor that long for me. Um, it, it it is a very competitive style game, and with that, you are fighting one v one. I think that the game probably does really well online uh, versus random people. I think that might be where most of the fun is. So if you're into fighting games and things like that, where you are in a one on one experience, you might enjoy this. Um, at least in Rocket League, you are on a team. I think there might be some team options in this game, but. For the most part, it, it is a 1v1 type deal, and it is not, I don't know, it, it does get kind of dry after playing that long with just one person. Um, and it, it can also get to a point where maybe you have an upper hand, and it's just not the most fun to, you know, keep slamming on your friend AO the whole time, and just like, I don't know, it can get kind of dry uh, kind of quick. But I think the little fun I did have on that game was pretty cool. I, I do think that it kind of lacks in, in a couple things. I think the art style kind of lends to its uniqueness. And, and it also makes it to where it's like, it's kind of this like cartoony 3D-ish style where uh, it's not really committed to either, I don't think. But it is, well, I guess it's more committed to maybe the cartoon style. But it is a unique game in the sense that it is basically disc throwing <laughs> it's not like there's a lot of games out there that do that but uh if you like frisbee games then this is it for you maybe <laughs> if, you, if there is a, a fan base out there that is dying to play frisbee games then this is it uh it, it is probably one of the most fun frisbee games you'll probably find and i think outside of a mini game in golf story that's probably the only time i've ever had a frisbee game in it you know at, at all like an experience with a frisbee game so I think what it does is great. I think it's fun. 
I don't think it's the best. I don't think it's flaw. I don't. I don't think it's flawless. I don't think it's. Um, like I said, I, I think it struggles to keep my attention, and I, I think it struggled to keep the longevity going. And I think that might be its biggest downside. Enough to maybe warrant this game to get a. And this might be kind of harsh, but I'm. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Windjammers Two is is pretty fun. I'd I'd say it's a seven. It's a solid seven, maybe. Um, the X Button Podcast gives it gives it a seven officially. And I think that if you have Game Pass, I mean, it, it, I think it being on Game Pass is one of its biggest perks. I, I think if without that, if you had to like straight up pay for it, like on PlayStation or something, I probably wouldn't give it that high of a score. I'd probably give it maybe a six, knock it down a point or two, just because that value was also part of the the intrigue of that game. Where as a free experience or I guess a paid subscription experience, it was pretty solid, you know. Um, but in terms of just buying it outright, I think it was like for twenty bucks. Eh, yeah, you know, I, I I don't know. It is a bit of a commitment to pay that much for that kind of game, and you really have to know if you're into that kind of stuff. Like like I said, if you're into fighting games where it's one v one only, then this might be for you. Where that's like literally all you're doing, but you know. I I just I just don't think it has a a strong uh, appeal to it to where it's going to stay fun and entertaining for a long period of time, and I guess that's the best way to put it. Uh, it's a seven for the X Button Podcast. Let's move on to the next game, which is Mario Golf, and this game was kind of disappointing to me, to be honest. Uh, it came out at a time where there was not a lot of games coming out. I wanted to give it a go because I was like, hey, there's nothing to play right now. Let's just dive in. Spent the $60, like the full price, you know, and I I got it digitally too, which made it even worse. So I, I'm, 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 I'm a little salty about that. They promised a bunch of new features, uh, a new, a couple new modes, and they made it sound like this was going to be a, a revolution, kind of like how most of the new Mario games have been. They've been like... Here's Mario. It's the same thing you know. Also, here's these new features that are going to make it all crazy and new. Um, similar to how Mario Strikers is kind of looking. It, it looks a little different, but it also looks like it's trying to capture that same charm that Mario kind of got with the old Mario Strikers. So it's up in the air. You know, who, who knows really what they'll be able to actually do with this kind of stuff. But it seems like that they are trying to position this game to be a a comeback, if you will, like a, a return to form for Mario golf, which for the old games, I never really got into. Um, I don't, especially the old, old one, like the, I think there was one on NES or something that I, I, I would never play that probably. <laughs> uh, it d- doesn't really see my style. It's just like a 2d Mario golf game, which back in the day, I wasn't the biggest Mario guy. So I was like, okay, you know, it is what it is, but the new Mario golf, I, I think, I don't know how to put it, man. It was f- fun. I think it would be even more fun with actual people. But I think the game of golf in general is too slow-paced for you to have a, con- a consistent like blast playing it. Uh, they try to introduce a couple modes for online, too, where it's like everybody just goes. like You literally start uh, at the tees. You get to hit it. And once your ball lands, you just keep hitting it. 
and you or you gotta like you gotta go chase it down and then hit it. So uh, that's a cool little concept on paper, but when you're actually seeing it in person, uh, it quickly becomes a thing where you're like, okay, I might be at a disadvantage. You know, uh, what's the kind of what's the point? What what is what's the real challenge here? Being faster, having a faster character, knowing the stupid gimmicks of like diving and dashing and shit, and using your abilities to kind of like spam your way to the to the ball. Uh, it becomes less fun. You're literally just running and it's not, I I think it it might've been implemented better if they kind of made it to where there was more of a benefit or like some type of, uh, I guess even a greater consequence. It just felt like a pointless gimmick to a golf game. Uh, I, and, and then on the other hand, I'm not like, like I said, I'm not the biggest golf fan. I'm not like critiquing this game at a golfer level or at expertise or anything. I'm just kind of like, this game doesn't do it for me. Uh, it, it seems like even the reviews were kind of shitting on it. And I personally was hoping for more when it came out, uh, at least enough to keep me busy for a while. But after playing it for a couple of nights, I was like, I don't know. It, 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 it did nothing to capture my interest. It, and it did nothing to actually keep me coming back or even trying the online mode. I feel like when I did play online, there, there was some lag and it might just be on my end. Um, but overall the experience was kind of hindered because playing with friends wasn't that fun. Playing with uh, people online was laggy for me and playing offline by myself was mid to boring. And I just, it it was easy to kind of fall off that game, which is unfortunate because I paid that much. I was ready to commit um, I might still hop back into it, but I think as a game as a whole, will people look back on the Switch and go, hey, was Mario Golf one of the pillars or even just a good game on the Switch? I don't think people are going to remember it for that. I think it's going to be one of those games that kind of fall by the wayside, similar to like Mario Tennis. Or Mario Tennis was a little bit more fun than golf. I think it's easy to just go, they try to bring something back. It didn't work, which makes me super hesitant for Mario Strikers, which is kind of unfortunate because I know the old Mario Strikers was held at a higher regard than the other Mario Tennis and Mario Golf. So at least my, at least from my viewpoint, I'm not 100 percent sure that's correct, but that's what I observed <laughs> as I was growing growing up. So Mario Golf for the Nintendo Switch, it gets a six. It gets a six out of ten. Uh, I wasn't going to come through and give everything a 9 and 10 on this podcast, so expect some lower scores, but that game definitely gets a, a 6 out of 10, and, and it's unfortunate. I'd wished for more. It might even be worth a 5, to be honest. I, I don't I don't have any interest to go back. I kind of want to go back just to get maybe a little bit more juice out of it or maybe give it another chance. I like maybe giving games another chance at some point to kind of see if they kind of catch on later, which sometimes it works that way. Um, so we'll see. I'll, I'll come back and, uh, talk about it on the podcast. Maybe I'll play this weekend or something. I don't know. I'm very busy this weekend, but I'll try if I remember. Um, other than that, that gets a six when Jammers, I believe got a seven. Yeah, I got a seven. Okay. That's solid. Uh, let's talk about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. This game was interesting as well because this was like the first, it wasn't really a first. Obviously, there have been many, many, many Dragon Ball games, and there have been many games that have been to- telling this story since the dawn of this series, uh, which is Goku, the Saiyan Saga, Cell Saga, all the bullshit that you're used to in Dragon Ball Z. It's here. <laughs> uh, and you get to re-experience it one for one again. 
But the difference here is, is, is a little bit different. This one's set up as more of an RPG, which is pretty impressive. And they base you around Kakarot himself. You are playing the man, the myth, the legend, Goku. And you are Goku. This is literally you. You are flying to your home. It's kind of like an open area setup. You get to fly to your home. You get to talk to Chi-Chi. She can cook you dinner. You can go talk to Gohan. He'll ask to go train with you. Like you, you, you can do all kinds of shit. They do this weird thing in the open world that I didn't really care for, which was they implemented a lot of the, I think they were the ability level ups, um, experience coins, whatever you want to call them. They basically spread them out throughout the map in different colors and shapes or whatever. And they put them in different areas. So if you needed say a certain skill, you would have to go to a specific area and go collect them or farm them. And that aspect flying around, it gave you something to do. You know, it's not the worst thing. It's not worse than just having nothing. But it it did feel like an unnecessary mini game type thing that was kind of like it was a gimmick that was introduced to basically keep you busy or to make you farm more where uh, I think that might have been able to be tackled a different way. But other than that, I think the biggest strength this game has is that as you're playing through, you get these beautiful like high definition Obviously, uh, I mean, it's probably 1080p resolution, whatever the hell the PS4 is pumping it out on. But it is like HD remastered 3D graphics of these old scenes, and they look good. Like, once they start charging up and the effects are, like, flying around the characters, it makes it look like a whole new HD version of the show. And I was kind of playing as that being my reward you know that was kind of like the cherry on top that was like okay the fighting is kind of mundane a bit sometimes uh it can get very repetitive as you get further into the game you'll kind of realize that you can kind of use the same tactics to kind of win similar like dragon ball xenoverse where that's more of an rpg and you kind of equip the skills uh for instance there might be like a, a big kamehameha that's really strong you go into a battle and you just keep charging up and shooting the kamehameha and you can kind of like spam that kind of shit to like get him out of here or you can just use different abilities and it's like the same thing but you might miss so you're, you're kind of more rewarded to use these repetitive uh abilities like big bang attack kamehameha or whatever and uh this one kind of leads into that but i think it's cool to see the the actual dragon ball z series in this progression and actually being a first person uh witness to like all these things um, for the most part, I think all the stories told before have been, uh, from different people's perspectives. Like it'll go to Goku and then maybe Gohan during the Cell Saga and all this. And I don't remember if it does in this game. I think you are mainly playing as Goku. Uh, like I, I can't remember if you actually do the Gohan. I know the Gohan scene happens, but I don't remember if you actually fight as Gohan. Um, you might be able to. Uh, sorry, it's been a while since I played this game, uh, but it, it is amazing. Like I said, it is it is a cool concept. I, I like that they actually try to commit. I think they probably could have committed more. You know, I think Dragon Ball Z Kakarot was like one of those games that kind of came and went. As a lot of people probably wrote it off as just like another Dragon Ball game, which, well, by most accounts, it it might have been. You know, uh, you might not have been wrong with that review, but at the same time, I think. I personally give every Dragon Ball game a chance and giving that one a chance, I would think it was well worth it. I tried, I, I had a thing where I tried to make it to where I'm a big Dragon Ball fan. Obviously I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan. Um, 
I had a thing where I was trying to get all the platinums for Dragon Ball games. I want to do it for Budokai and all that stuff, but I ended up getting all the achievement scores, so I don't really feel the immediate need to go do that. Hopefully it's on the PlayStation Now service, or a PlayStation Plus service. That would be kind of cool if that's one of the PlayStation Now games. Uh, I doubt it for some reason. It just still hasn't been on there, but... And they're, like, super expensive to buy. It's fucking stupid. But uh, I, I wanted to platinum all the games, and that stopped whenever Dragon Ball Fighters uh, came out because that's, like, a... You got to do all the combos. You got to, like, beat the story, which is, like, super long for no reason. You have to you have to be good. You have to get ranks, I think, on certain things. And it's just, like, uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. I, I think it's, like, a little bit too much work for what I want to put it in. What did I wanted... What did I, what did, what did I wanted to put into that, so... All of this being said, I think if you're a huge Dragon Ball fan like me, why have you not played this game already? If you're not a huge Dragon Ball fan like me, I think there is a strong chance you might not like this game because, like I said, it does certain things that I'm I'm probably more forgiving to. I'm I'm more used to by playing Dragon Ball Xenoverse and Xenoverse Two, uh, playing the Budokai games. You kind of you kind of get the gist of like, okay, they want you to do this, they want you to do that. Uh, you're kind of used to these same sounds and some of the even same assets being used in a lot of the gameplay and uh that sucks but i think like i said the welcoming thing here is the the high definition crazy graphic goalie impressive uh cutscenes i think those are like the biggest things in this game that can kind of keep you going uh so if you are interested in seeing like an hd remake of dragon ball then this is probably the easiest way to do it. Um, it should be super cheap now too. That's another benefit that if you are interested in this game, it's, it's, you know, it's great, but, uh, it should be cheap as well. So if you're looking out for it, definitely, I mean, I would give it a try if it was cheap, you know, I think paying full price when I did was maybe I, uh, I don't know. I, I was also kind of like burnt out on Dragon Ball games like that, like big RPG style. Cause we kind of got that with Xenoverse. So, getting a third one that was Kakarot and it was like more of a RPG linear story. I was like, ugh. I was like, I just spent like a hundred some odd hours on Xenoverse one and two each that I'm like, this is a lot of work, <laughs> you know? Uh, but I, I did enjoy it. I think that it is held back by some of the tropes that it kind of falls into with like repetitive gameplay with, uh, weird mini game tactics they try to toss in to make it more entertaining or different. Um, I think the, the interesting thing as well that I do kind of like about it is that they also give you some of the side stories are based on like other characters from dragon ball and dragon ball Z where Goku kind of knows them and he'll like go talk to them and do quests for them. That's cool. I love that. It fleshes out the world more and actually makes it to feel like, as your Kakarot, you have like friends you're going to to do favors instead of it being just generic side missions. So, all this being said, this is a hard game to give a score. To be honest, um, I want to say seven. I want to give it an eight, but I feel like that's kind of too high of a praise. I feel like this is another seven because simply because it wasn't one that like blew me away. Uh, as a Dragon Ball fan, I feel like they have every possible you know, opportunity to blow me away. Uh, I've been, I've enjoyed the tournament of power and Dragon Ball super. I like the, the Dragon Ball movies. Uh, I'm not sure why the games can't really like shock me or, you know, do anything crazy to kind of get me up off my feet, but Hey, it is what it is. I, I know they're, 
they're kind of limited by Toriyama and it's not really like the their choice I guess to do anything crazy you know he still kind of had hands and things uh for Xenoverse and stuff so it, it is what it is I think even in Fighters he was he made uh, Android 21 or whatever that one was so all that being said we'll just give it a seven to to call it fair and this has been the X Button Podcast for Thursday, aka pre Friday. I hope you guys had a fun time. I hope you guys are uh, bearing with me through this slow gaming news um, time period, if you will. And also, leave a damn Apple Podcast review, you know? Go ahead and drop one of them bad boys. Let's see what it is. Uh, hopefully, it's a five star. And if you guys enjoy the show, uh, Share with a friend. Definitely let people know about the podcast. I feel like a lot of you guys are responding and actually keeping up with the podcast, and that's been awesome. So uh, if you guys are, then that's great, and I appreciate it very much. And all this being said, I keep babbling on, so I'm going to let you guys go. Have a fantastic Thursday, and I will see you back for Friday, which should be a Doctor Strange review. So until then, have a great time playing games. Uh, spending time with loved ones, sticking to your goals, and I will see you then. Bye.